Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Matt Trent. He's the CEO of Silver Arrow Technologies, and he's going to talk with you about how that company and its services can help your small business. He was previously the head of infrastructure architecture at CenturyLink, and also he is the owner of Athlete Engine, which is a very new portal for athletes. It's really very cool, and I can't wait to talk about that in the second half of the show. So welcome to the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, good to have you here, Matt. Let's talk about your background, because you came from the corporate world, and then you launched uh, into small business or entrepreneurship. So tell us about what you did in corporate America and how that led to Silver Arrow Technologies. Sure, and I think just to to trace it back, people are interested in how I got in technology in the first place. Exactly. Um, I came into technology kind of sideways. Um, What do you mean by that? I didn't, uh, when I was in college, I didn't study computer science. I didn't uh, spend a lot of time growing up with with technology. That wasn't something that was just very accessible to to where I was at and and, in our household. Um, When I was in college, I I, um, graduated with a degree in education to to become a teacher. Okay. And uh, I graduated um, early one year, and so I had some time before the end of the school year and then, you know, starting to position myself for the following year to, in, you know, in a school district. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started helping a school district out when I was substitute teaching. I started helping them out solve some technology problems. And the superintendent at the end of that, that school year said, hey, you know, I would love to have you um, help us out next year with technology. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know a lot about it. I know enough mm-hmm. that I've been helping you a little what bit. What time period was this? This is the mid-90s. Okay. So, so so really when it was starting to boom on the personal computing side. Yeah. yeah. And okay. and schools had not yet um, adopted or embraced mm-hmm. um, internet connectivity. Right. Right. So you were on the, you know, kind of in the pioneering yeah. stage of the personal computing. Yeah. And I just kind of fell into it. Right. Um, and so the superintendent said... Um, the state legislature, this is in Iowa, just passed a technology funding bill, and we're going to have dollars for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to put together a project and run a project for the school district. Yeah. And I said, wow, this is, this is an opportunity. This is an unbelievable opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and back in the mid-'90s, you could go out there and uh, get self-certified and, and yeah. learn it all. I mean, it, it was – I remember that period myself. That was the days of Prodigy, and, yeah. you know, it took – I remember trying in the when my oldest daughter was in the third grade, uh, oh, we have the Internet, Mom. Can you download a picture of the Titanic? Yeah. I did that. It took, like, from 10 o'clock at night till 4 in the morning yeah, to download and cost me about 30 bucks. Yeah. so, you know, when I got yeah. my bill. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so here I am, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't have a technology background, mm-hmm. but I understand the educational system, public education, and so what can we do? And so the vision, and we ultimately executed on this vision, was to bring internet access in every classroom. Right. Remember, this is 20 years ago. Yes. So handling all the budgeting, and because it was a public school system, there was bidding, and there sure. were different things that I had zero clue about. And fortunately, I like to ask questions and I like to acquire knowledge and I found myself designing, running this project 
implementing all the technology. Two o'clock in the morning, I had tech technical books mm -hmm. open that I bought mm -hmm. at the bookstore. I'm reading about how to put email systems together and I'm just kind of learning. Oh yeah, Eudora and all those yeah, old but goodies. Absolutely, <laughs> but I didn't have a technology background so it was acquiring mm -hmm. knowledge very rapidly under extremely tight timelines, right? I had positioned mm -hmm. this, I had sold this, that we could do this and we didn't have a lot of extra budget for labor so I found myself doing a lot of that work. Yeah, but the fact that you did it hands-on, it really uh, probably enhanced your understanding of it. And so then when you went to teach it, you yeah. knew what the students were experiencing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then I had an opportunity to come down to Kansas City mm -hmm. um, and uh, work for a company, and I, I got put on a $4 million project, and it was about... You know, it was about a five-minute interview for that job, and and it's like, hey, would you like to to relocate and um, manage this project? And yeah. then I got my first experience with managing, so at sure. twenty-three or twenty-four, and then I was at Sprint, and so again, kind of a young manager, mm -hmm. um, but really learned some of the formal aspects of management and leadership there. Um, Sprint's a great training ground. It was for, an un yeah, it was an unbelievable yeah. place um, to to work, and I learned things. I learned best practices. I learned. A lot, and I was I was lucky and fortunate in the sense that I was given a lot of opportunity to take ideas I had and implement those ideas inside of a mm -hmm. inside of a corporate environment. Rather than be the person that just showed up at eight o'clock and left at five, I was the person trying to do new things, bring new ideas, and subsequently I was provided with opportunities mm -hmm. to continue to tap into the, my creative side um, versus versus just follow directions. I was setting the direction. Exactly. You were one of the innovators as opposed to just a, a clock puncher. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you said something a few minutes ago as you're talking about your story. Many people would say, oh, so it was happenstance that you got into technology. And I would argue, uh, and, and some entrepreneurs, it seems like they're accidental entrepreneurs. Right. But I, I don't agree with that. You, you know, a lot of times it may be not the path you thought you were supposed to be headed down, but mm -hmm. when the opportunity presented itself, you walked through that door. You know, mm -hmm. you you um, embrace the opportunity. So that I don't think that it really is a matter of happenstance because you could have said, no, I'm a teacher. I'm not going to learn about computers. I was planning to do this. And, right. Uh, so you took advantage of it, and that made all the difference. So you're at Sprint. You end up at CenturyLink, obviously. Yep. Okay. And we were talking a little bit before and, uh, you know, in conjunction with what you just said, being on the, you know, an innovator, you always were perceived as more of an entrepreneur, even in corporate America. Right. Your, your people around you always yep. thought you'd go into business. Did you think you were going to go into business? I, I got to a certain point where I knew that, mm -hmm. that I would. It was just a matter of finding the right time to do it. Mm. Um, I'm somebody who can react very quickly to opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also somebody that thinks very strategically. Um, and, and Silver Arrow is really about the company I founded, um, is really about, um, helping companies with their IT strategy. So every company out there, I think our smallest clients about $40 million a year in revenue. Really? And our largest is into the billions in revenue. Wow. And they all share common challenges. And that is just a different scale. Yeah. yeah. It's a scaling, uh -huh. um, conversation. Sure. So it's about, I've got an IT investment that I need to make for this year, for this day, for, for this week, for the month, for this year, three years out. And it ties back to how do, how is that going to enable my business? Right. 
the challenge with technology, and I think technology, a lot of times technology services companies or consulting companies like Silvero get started in the sense that people love technology and they're very enamored by the technology. Mm -hmm. And so they build business where they not only provide some type of consulting service, but that's secondary. Primarily what they do is they sell technology products. So they're reselling mm-hmm. uh, hardware, software, different types of technology. So again, the focus and the passion is around the technology. Yeah. Maybe not so much around the viewing technologies and enabling or an, uh, an enabling type of thing for a business. Right. So Silver Air was really founded off the basis of being able to look because I had respond these responsibilities inside of a corporation where somebody said, we've got X number of dollars that we need to spend mm-hmm. uh, this year and for the next three years. Strategically, how do we want to, what, what do we want to do with those IT investments? And so we looked at it and said, we can't be enamored with the technology. We have to understand where these corporations are trying to go from a business perspective and then how the technology enables that. Exactly. And and that's a key difference, even from when you first got into it in the 90s. I mean, I yeah. remember all those small shops that got started and they were, I mean, everybody needed the hardware and, right. and then software, of course. Uh, and, and now the really hot spot is the IT consulting. And you really have to get in and know the business mm-hmm. before you can offer this solution it takes it's it's a lot more uh time intensive probably yeah absolutely and one of the things that uh one of the things that again sitting down and, and planning planning doing the in the planning stages of silver Arrow technologies was you know the planning happened several years before the company actually launched so it was a matter of thinking about okay I'm just not. I'm. I don't want to be one of these folks. Just goes out and starts a company mm-hmm. and and kind of wanders around for, you know, six months or a year. I want to really understand. And there are pieces and knowledge I still need to acquire before I can successfully launch a company and and run it. Um. And so there were. So what I started to do is gear certain career opportunities around acquiring new pieces of information and knowledge. So there were things I knew uh. that I couldn't get from being self-taught. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd mm-hmm. I'd gotten to a point with certain things where it's like. Okay, there's no more self-learning involved in this. I actually need to be in certain opportunities where I've got some exposure to things like, right. like you know, I just can't pick up from reading a book. Yeah, so you were able to leverage your current the job you were in right. to prepare you for the the opening, the launch of Silver Arrow Technologies. What is probably one of the uh, most in-demand services that you have right now, just just in keeping with all of the changes that are going on in technology, what are you I, seeing? There's there's really two areas that I, mm-hmm. I would say on a daily basis, whether they're existing clients or prospects that we have conversations about, and that's security yeah. and big data. Mm-hmm. Um, and so security for all the obvious reasons of just different things that are happening, and regardless of the industry or the sector that you're in. Um, retail, we're, we're entering in the holiday season, so we'll hear a lot about you know credit cards and PCI compliance mm-hmm. and those different types of things. And then you think EVM. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll hear about um, data so and data analytics. So how do I better understand my customer with the information that is being created and generated from all these systems that I'm spending mm-hmm. X number of dollars on every year? So we're, we've got a data... In some cases, we've got an opportunity to help a company solve their op- to help a company with their data challenges. So there's just so much information being collected about customers, about trends, and those types of things, and it can be overwhelming just because of the sheer magnitude of the Absolutely. information. So yeah. how do you take that information and start to 
analyze it in such a way that you can you can turn your workforce into a more productive component of your business? How can you create new business offerings? How can you understand your your marketing, your advertising, the business mm-hmm. that you're in? Right. How can you understand how to actually take information that you already have and make better business decisions with it and evolve and grow your business? Yeah. As you say, a lot of companies collect a lot of data just in the course of sending out their invoices. Uh and, and people coming to their websites, but then they don't know what to do with it. Or it's not on, and, and you know this, I'm preaching to the choir, but, um, you know, they, they have this, but they're not on systems that talk to each other. Uh, I, that, that's a big one that I hear is yeah. we, they've got all of these uh, kind of jerry-rigged, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah. and, and nothing talks to each other. So integration use it. Yeah. Integration, that's what's Integration key, is, yeah. a huge, is a huge component. And, and to your point, a lot of folks, a lot of companies make investments in technology the integration is not there. So it's, it's, it's an issue in the sense that if you want to buy package solutions, that there are many modules and components to those, and they, they naturally integrate, mm-hmm. there's usually a premium price point you pay. And, and sometimes you, it, you suffer in terms of the capabilities of the product set. Right. People can't be good at everything. It's no different from my business, right? Right. So what people do is they end up buying kind of best-of-breed products, and then they try. They they're stuck with an integration problem. And mm-hmm. how do I get this system to talk to this system? I've got right. this customer information over here, but I've got other types of information over here. That's really what big data. That mm-hmm. term is about is about taking disparate pieces of information and bringing that together, and then using that to solve a problem. If uh, we're going to talk about athlete engine in the next half of the show, but I want to uh, conclude this part with uh, if somebody's interested in. You coming in and helping them with a technology product or a problem, how would they do that? How would they get in touch with you? Yeah, our website um, provides an overview of our different capabilities. Um, LinkedIn's big for us because social media is a, a play. We make a lot of connections. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of folks um, connect with me that um, partners um, mm-hmm. have connected to me that way and also customers. We're to the point in our business now where we're getting phone calls from folks going, hey, I've seen something that you've done mm-hmm. or I've heard about what you've done or I see on LinkedIn right. or Twitter that you're doing this and I have this problem and I think you can help me. Yeah. So I think it's visiting our website. It's contacting um, one of the folks that works for the company, either um, from social media contacts or just going to our website. Okay. And what's your website? That's silverarrowtech.com. That's T-E-C-H.com. T-E-C-H. Okay. Silverarrowtech.com. T-E-C-H. And uh, when, when uh, you make a great point about social media, though, when you talk about big data, that's a whole nother component of it yeah. now that you need to deal with. And it can get mind boggling. So, so give Matt a call. Go check out their website, silverarrowtech.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about Athlete Engine and how uh, Matt ended up taking the technology into the uh, sports world. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. This is why you work so hard to pay the mortgage. Because home is more than four walls and a roof. It's that porch swing on a summer night. It's pajamas with feet and everybody over for Sunday dinner. And that old stuffed chair in the living room you just can't get rid of. This is why you work a second job. This is why you learn to fix things yourself. So you could save on repairs. Because home is your place, your memories... Your family sleeping in their own beds at night. And that is why we want to help. We are making Home Affordable, a free government resource that can make paying the mortgage easier. And now even more options are available. 
Call 888-995-HOPE today. That's 888-995-HOPE. Or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Good night, Mama. This is why. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. We all want to run a smarter business, but how? The answer is ShopKeep, the iPad-based point-of-sale system that makes it easy to run a smarter business from accepting payments, tracking inventory, running marketing campaigns, and managing employees. ShopKeep does it all, taking the guesswork out of running your business. ShopKeep is just $49 per month with no long-term commitment. That includes ShopKeep Pocket, the app that lets you see your business's key performance data in real time, wherever you may be. Visit shopkeep.com forward slash smart today to begin your free trial. That's shopkeep.com forward slash smart. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100. 8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Matt Trent, who's the CEO of Silver Arrow Technologies, but he also has started a company called Athlete Engine, and that's very, very recent. I'm not going to even begin to tell you how this all came about. It's a very interesting story, and Matt is the one who really needs to tell you. So how did you go from being the owner of Silver Arrow Technologies and coming out of the corporate world, Sprint and uh, CenturyLink, starting your own company, and now you're working with not just just athletes, but very famous athletes. Right. How, how did that all happen? Well, it started, what month are we in? November? This is November still, right. for a couple more so, days. So uh, so four months ago, uh, my wife and I attended. I had a, I needed a long overdue vacation as my family you know, constantly reminded me, you need to take a day off. It's about mm-hmm. time to take a day off. Good uh, for them. We went up to Iowa and we watched an IndyCar race. It was the first professional car mo- motorsports event I'd ever been at in my life. My wife and I was great. It was relaxing. Um, we spent three days there, but we we got passes and we went down to the garage and we were looking at the cars, mm-hmm. right? And so you got to do that. And so I'm watching all of, I'm looking around the garage and I'm seeing people with laptops plugged into the cars. I'm seeing all this use of technology mm-hmm. and my brain, first of all, my brain never shuts off. I think most entrepreneurs can relate yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm walking around and it quickly goes from, I love sports and I love athletics and I played growing up, I played four sports and that type of thing. But when I'm watching what's going on in the garage, I'm thinking there's business opportunities mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. right? There's business opportunities for Silver Arrow. And that's where I initially went in my thought process. So we watched the race and I have zero contacts at that point in motorsports, any kind of professional sports at zero. So, you know, one of the things that folks have been, I've, and actually my partner in uh, an athlete engine, who's a social media expert, um, he taught, he's been talking to me for years about, you know, get into Twitter and start to tweet things and start to, start to, you know, publicize all the great things you've got going on with Silver Arrow. And so, um, 
I thought, well, I'll, I'll try Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. I had to have a business reason to use it. Now sure. I do. Mm-hmm. So I found a driver that raced that weekend. But you didn't know him. I didn't know him. Okay. My son was favorite driver just because he saw him on TV and we picked him up a t-shirt and, you know, that type of thing. And I just sent him a tweet. I mm-hmm. said, I found something that he was talking about, a video game. And I said, oh, my son, when that video game, that racing game comes out, my son will never stop playing it. Uh-huh. And he wrote back, he tweeted back to me in like eight minutes. Wow. And he said, wow, that's great. You know, sounds great. I went home and I said, okay, now I have a way to connect with these people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So my son puts a shirt on. He holds up this IndyCar plaque. He took take a picture. A picture mm-hmm. Tweeted the picture back to this driver. The driver goes, that's awesome. He looks like he's ready for at IndyCar Action, which is IndyCar Series Twitter handle. Yeah, so you just got a bigger audience. 162,000 followers. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And all of a sudden, he kept running in and out of my office all day long <laughs> going, how many more people have seen it? Uh-huh. But, you know, he's excited. He's sure like, we've he gone viral. We've gone viral. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, he's 10. So yeah. <laughs> hey. he, we've gone viral. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is exciting. So it's I'm, exciting. Yeah, it's Five exciting. decades more than that. Yeah. So I'm sitting at my computer, and all of a sudden I start getting contacted by people in Europe. Wow. I'm getting contacted by some drivers going, well, that's awesome. Right. And I'm just, and, I, and I'm starting to see more about this community of athletes. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a sport that I had zero familiarity with. Um, and so I started looking around and seeing who other drivers were. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I need to find somebody who's an up-and-coming driver, somebody who's not really established, because it looks like they're more engaging. Yeah. You know? Well, I was for- yeah, they need some support right now. They don't have, yeah, they're trying to build their base yet. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was fortunate enough to come across a 20-year-old driver from Georgia uh, named Sean Rahal. Mm-hmm. And Sean, if you, it didn't take long, search on the internet to find out that Sean is is a highly sought-after driver in different types of cars. He has a lot of print media files him, a lot of digital media files him. He's re- referenced on TV a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that when I went to Sean's Twitter page that he had a GoFundMe, a crowdfunding site set up to help him get to the last race of the year. And I'm like, wow. how can this be? He's a professional athlete. He's driving cars at 230 miles an hour around Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He's putting his life on the line to follow his passion. He's got all these unbelievable people talking about him. And he's look, He's using GoFundMe to try to gain some sponsorship dollars to pursue mm-hmm. his dreams. Exactly. Yeah. And I looked and I saw he had a, a company sponsorship that was available. Mm-hmm. And I saw what it was, and it was a no-brainer for me for Silver Arrow to, 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 to advertise. It's a great opportunity to advertise. So... Um, so I reached, I, but I couldn't find Sean. I couldn't reach out to him. I, I, I looked at his GoFundMe page, but there was no way to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. So I tweeted him. We started conversations, got on a conference call with him. Uh, great guy. I said, he started to talk to me about his background. I said, the, the, the money's not an issue. Yeah. Right? Right. You're, I believe in you already. You've convinced mm-hmm. me. He's an entrepreneur. He's, he's a race car driver. Yeah. He's building his persona. I said, but here's the thing. I'd like you to do something for me. And he's like, I'll do anything. Do you want me to talk to somebody? And I said, I just would like to gain some education about this industry. Mm-hmm. And so based on that, we developed a relationship with one another. My wife and I flew out to that final race. Silver Arrow Technologies on the side of his car. It was a nationally televised event. 
I got to experience what that was like when Sean finished on the podium and he was interviewed and he thanked his sponsors and Silvero was one of the sponsors, right, right. which was outstanding. But we, I started to think about how many other athletes are in this situation. Mm-hmm. And they're using Twitter, they're using Facebook, they're using different things to try to gain some recognition and build a brand. I said, I think there's a solution for that. Mm-hmm. And so again, I connected back with my partner, Sean Nicholson, who's a specialist in social media. And I said, here's my vision for this. And Sean said, this is social media. So if Facebook is Walmart and the sporting goods section of Walmart is where these athletes are trying to build their brand, mm-hmm. we need to build Dick Sporting Goods. Ah, And so analogy. that's how we got to Athlete mm-hmm. Engine. Okay. And it is a portal then for athletes to put their profiles on there. You keep them updated. Explain how it works. So it's just like Facebook. You're going out in your, or Twitter, you're going Mm -hmm. out in your building you're posting pictures or posting videos. You're posting things that are associated with you as an athlete. Um, We provide the athletes with a full platform. So there's subscription levels. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there's free accounts and mostly for fans that want to follow athletes and engage yeah, with so, them. Yeah, so you don't have to pay to follow the athletes. That's in correct. fact, you want to tell the athletes that there's all these fans yeah, absolutely. out there following them. Yeah. And then there's a silver package, which provides things like it introduces an e-commerce store. So a lot mm-hmm. of these athletes don't have apparel deals. Ah, so okay. we've partnered with a company that can do T-shirts and you know merchandise, mm-hmm. and so the athletes have an opportunity to, to be able to transition into selling that type of thing. Okay. Um, post videos, pictures. Uh, and then there's a gold subscription where we um, we really up the limits of the size of videos and we give them a, a, even a bigger and better platform. And so this is geared more towards athletes that are really trying to build their brand on the yeah. way to professional levels. Right. Um, and then there's a whole network of service providers that we've partnered with that can help them with financial, legal, hmm. some of these types of things that can offer them. Because a lot of times these athletes are staring at six-figure contracts and they're using a family attorney exactly. to try to review it, and it's not a business attorney. Mm-hmm. And so there's mm-hmm. there's connections that folks are coming back with going, hey, I do know anybody in this space. And so we tried to kind of bring all that together in Athlete Engine. But the thing that we found out was athletes, they're busy practicing, they're business, busy competing. The last thing that they're doing is updating websites. Exactly. It's yeah, very static content. It's a challenge sure. that all of us have as business owners. Mm-hmm. They have the same problem. But what they're really good at is using social media. So what Athlete Engine is doing is it's bringing in the ability um, for the athlete to update things in real time and yeah. then push that to their profile page. So their, their pictures and all the things that you traditionally find on a website, mm-hmm. they're able to bring that into this profile, and it's a very athletic focused environment. Sure. And, so, and and they can respond to fans via their phone, you know, right. when they've got a few minutes here and there and We've, it can be very spontaneous. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have um, uh, an Android app and an iPhone or an, uh, an iOS app that's going to be launching here in the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks, which you know, we've been able to build the environment out. We launched um, ideation. So when I first had the idea to do this, to the time we launched the company was 66 days. It was fast. I mean, that's yeah. just a little over two months. A little over two wow. months. So when, when our clients back on the Silverero side ask about, you know, what are our thoughts about software development, I can tell them. Yes. Yeah. I've got this, this example right I've here. I've got this and, example. Yeah. And the thing, uh, before we close up here, the thing I really want to hit home about is you 
we're able to do this because some people would say, you know, and I've heard it said before about NASCAR, why would you put your logo on a car that's going, you know, 200 miles an hour around a track? You can't even see it. Mm -hmm. It's a blur. But it wasn't that. It was the access it gave you. So talk about that for just a minute. Because that's a powerful lesson for any business owner. Well, when you go down into the paddock and you go down and you're, you're meeting with in this case, a driver that you're sponsoring, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a new industry. Mm -hmm. Um, That industry happens to be one that it's not a primary business for team owners, for folks that put the cars on the tracks. They have other businesses, um, at least one primary business. A lot of times they have, these are multi-millions of dollar investments. Right. So those folks have other businesses. The introductions that have been made and the folks that I've talked to just even in the last couple of months and the business, I can see how I can build my business outside of just Kansas City yes. because of these people I've met on a national level Yeah, has been tremendous. So it wasn't about people thought, Matt, why do you want to put a logo on that car? Mm-hmm. And it was part of, it was just part of being able to get into an industry that I had no way of, of I didn't have any contacts. Exactly. It's difficult to break into. So, right. Yeah. So it was really the people, the connections you were after more than, than the logo. Yeah. But you've been able to leverage, like you say, those people that have these multi-millions of dollars, some of that into customers now for Silver Arrow Technologies too. Absolutely. In, in addition to a second business, Athlete Engine. And yeah. and you can go out to athleteengine.com. Athleteengine.com. And I encourage everybody to go out. We integrate with Twitter and Instagram. So okay. rather than trying to manage all these different accounts. If you set up an Athlete Engine profile, you bring your Twitter feed in, your Instagram feed, and it's all in one spot. Okay, so AthleteEngine.com. Go check it out. Silver Arrow Technology, Silver Arrow Tech, T-E-C-H, SilverArrowTech.com is the uh, IT website. Make sure you go check that out too, see if there's any services that Matt and his team can help you with. And we just thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you uh, wonderful, me. interesting yeah. stories. I just love you know talking to entrepreneurs like you and hearing how you have developed your companies. I'm sure there's a lot more to come too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much yeah, for having so me. So stay in touch with us. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>